Hi, everyone, and welcome to the One Mind Meditation Podcast. My name is Morgan Dix, and this is a show about meditation, mindfulness, and health. And this is episode 69. Today, we are going to do something a little bit different. As you know, I like to experiment on the podcast, and I am going to go ahead and read an essay from a really popular blog post that we published recently called How to Meditate Like You're Falling in Love. It's a beautiful piece from guest contributor and meditation teacher Jeff Carrera. So before we jump into that, I wanted to let you know that the One Mind Meditation Podcast is part of a podcast network, and it's called Podcastica. And if you are a big fan of, say, The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or if you yourself are a podcaster and you like to hear interviews with other podcasters, I think you'll enjoy this network. So I encourage you to check it out, Podcastica. You can learn more about it over on their website at podcastica.com, and I will link that up in the show notes. So now back to today's show. Let's jump right in. Like I said, this is a little bit different, but find a place where you can sit quietly, maybe close your eyes, And we're going to do this sort of like a guided meditation. I'm going to read this meditatively. It has tremendous potency, this essay. So I wanted to share it with you again in verbal form. We have it on written form on the website, and I will link to that. Okay, here we go. Enjoy. How to Meditate Like You're Falling in Love by Jeff Carrera. We understand everything through metaphors. And falling in love is the perfect metaphor to understand the practice of meditation. Language is a system that uses metaphors to clarify and reveal different aspects of reality. Words point to things or experiences. Generally, we assume that the language we use to describe things doesn't always affect what those things are. But when we use words to describe something as subtle as meditation, the metaphors actually shape our experience of it. The metaphors that we use help us understand meditation and they orient us in particular ways. They open us to certain possibilities and close us to others. The most common metaphor used to understand meditation is that meditation is a practice. It's the metaphor of practice. The metaphor of practice can be very valuable in certain ways, but when we relate to meditation as a practice, it becomes something like practicing the piano. And the goal of meditation would be to improve your performance. So that follows. This is not necessarily the best way to think about meditation because meditation is not about performing. The metaphor of practice engages goal-oriented sensibilities and it triggers our willfulness in ways that will not support the surrender that meditation is. So meditation is not something you get better at. It is not a skill in the way that I'm talking about it. It is an act of surrender that demands the complete relinquishment of all willful efforts of control and manipulation. A practice 
is something we do in order to improve or in an effort to perform better later. So, for example, I practice the piano in order to be able to perform better at some later point in time. Practicing the piano is a means to an end. You do it for a purpose. But here's the thing. Meditation is an end in itself. You don't meditate so that something else can happen. Meditation is its own goal. If we think of meditation as a practice, it's in danger of becoming a means to an end. It becomes something we do for a reason. Often we approach meditation in the hopes of having an experience of awakening or attaining higher levels of peace and relaxation. And if this is the case, our attention is focused on the future and our meditation practice actually pulls us away from the present moment. When you're performing on stage, you're fully present because you know that this is the moment you have been preparing for. This level of presence is exactly what we want to bring to our meditation practice. Holding our meditation as a practice, it can dull the vibrancy and immediacy of the present moment by holding us in spellbound anticipation of an event that we imagine will happen later. This is diametrically opposed to what meditation is all about. So let me explain. Meditation asks us to let go of any habits that keep us fixated on the future. It's supposed to relieve us of any sense that we're living in the meantime prior to the main event. To the extent that we believe that what really matters will happen later, we will abide in a perpetually dissatisfied relationship to the present in which this moment will appear as deficient as compared to some imagined future, some better imagined future. The purpose of meditation is really to let go of the future and fall, completely fall, into a deep appreciation of the present. This instant, the one we are sharing right now, is the one that matters. This present moment is the only place where life actually happens. This moment is the one you want to pour all of your energy into because it is the only moment there is. Meditation is a total embrace of this very moment. In true meditation, there's no holding back, no postponing, no conserving energy for the future. It is a total release into this very moment of being. So here's a great metaphor. The metaphor of falling in love is exquisitely attuned to what meditation really is. By adopting the same inner sensitivity and receptivity that we experience when we fall in love, we discover the exact inner postures that allow us to give ourselves completely to the experience of the present moment. So I'm going to say that again. By adopting the same inner sensitivity and receptivity that we experience when we fall in love, we discover the exact inner postures that allow us to give ourselves completely to the experience of the present moment. M meditation 
in this way, it becomes the practice of falling in love with what is. So we, we've all had the experience of falling in love. I'm, I'm, for, the, for anyone who's listening right now on some level, you've had this experience of falling in love, I'm sure. And when you fall in love, you enter into a particular state of consciousness. So just think about that for a moment. You become deeply attentive and aware of your beloved. You notice everything about him or her. In a very natural way, you're deeply open to them. The whole event of falling in love feels like a celebration of life, a celebration of the other, and a celebration of yourself. There's no sense of waiting for something better to happen later. And when we are falling in love, we know the very core of ourselves without any doubt that this is what matters. This moment with the beloved is the moment that matters because it is the one that we're actually sharing. The quality, therefore, the, really the quality of immediacy that we experience when falling in love is exactly the quality that we want to cultivate in our meditation practice. So another way to think about it, it's the quality of being deeply in love with consciousness, infatuated with the miracle of being aware, of being awake. And as we sit in meditation, we allow ourselves to be moved by the richness and the beauty and the tragedy and the challenge of the human experience, all of it. By sitting and loving exactly what is, as it is, what is continually opens, it expands, awakens, and transforms. We're overwhelmed with gratitude to be able to connect with this celebration of awakening. So I want to ask you to notice the difference in your experience of meditation when it's described in terms of falling in love rather than when it's described as a practice. When we emphasize practice, you'll notice our orientation becomes more technical. We assume that there's a right way to meditate and that right way will allow us to achieve something. And it creates a sense of separation from the goal. It encourages striving, which is exactly the habit of mind that meditation is an opportunity to let go of. Meditation brings us into the direct recognition that this is it. This, right here, right now, you listening to my voice, this is the moment where life is actually happening. It's nowhere else. It's not in some future or any past, it's right here. And this is always that moment. Life always happens right now, never in the future. The future only exists in our imagination. And that's hard to remember, but it's true. The past only exists in our memories. Everything that is, is now. Everything that is, it is right now. Even our memories of the past and our ideas about the future, those, they exist now in the only moment that is. Life occurs in the present. 
Life is now. Meditation is the activity of being present to the reality of right now. Meditation is falling in love with what is. So meditation is like falling in love. And like falling in love, it's not something you do. It's something that happens. You can't make yourself fall in love. You find yourself falling in love. But once you do, you have the choice to allow yourself to be taken by it or not. You can lean in the direction of love or you can choose to resist it. And in the same way, meditation is not something you do. It's something that happens. It's something you find yourself in, and then you either choose to lean into it or resist it. As you sit in meditation, see if you can find the meditation that's already happening, the meditation that was there before you sat down. And I know for some of you, this is kind of a completely new way to think about it, but I encourage you to just stretch yourself into this contemplation, into this idea that meditation is already happening. It was already happening before you even sat down and see if you can allow yourself to let go into that. Can you find the meditation that's already begun? Can you find the place where you are always falling in love with this moment right now? No matter what arises in your experience as you meditate, hold it with the arms of a lover. Or as in my case right now, with the arms of a little child on your chest with joy, care, and deep tenderness. Meditate with a loving heart as well as a discerning mind and care for the experience of this moment as if it were your dearest love. Embrace this moment with everything you have. Accept it exactly the way it is. Don't try and change it. Be intimate with it. Experience it completely. Open into ever greater receptivity and deeper presence. And be devoted in your love for it. And know that this is the only moment to give yourself to. There's incredible freedom in that. It's the only moment, this is the only moment you can fall in love with. There's never going to be any other moment than this moment that you can actually fall in love with. And allow yourself to be swept up in a divine communion with this moment exactly as it is. Whatever it is, joyful, painful, illuminating, confusing, know that this is it. And allow yourself to find the love of life that brought you into this world in the first place. And then embrace that love as the only true meditation there is. And allow it to take you into the unimaginable. So I hope you enjoyed this short reading. And if you did, 
I'd encourage you to head on over to our website at aboutmeditation.com forward slash iTunes and leave us a rating or a view. And I'm laughing because my little baby's sucking on her pacifier there. Sorry, I, I think you probably heard that. And uh, But please, yeah, leave us a rating or a review for the podcast. You can do that over at aboutmeditation.com forward slash iTunes. And also, you can check out the show notes if you go over to aboutmeditation.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 69. I will link to the original article that this podcast is based on in addition to some other articles from Jeff and the podcast interview with Jeff, who was the author of this essay. While you're over there, don't forget to pick up our free meditation resources called Meditation for Life. You can pick up a few guided meditations and a three-part meditation seminar. Those are all over on our website at aboutmeditation.com. And then finally, let's end with a quote. And this one is from Amma. And she says, develop the ability to stand back as a witness to your thoughts. This will make your mind strong. And you know what? I'm going to share one more quote because it's so good. And I read it this morning and I posted it on our Facebook page and I want to share it with you because it was awesome. And it's from this daily newsletter I get called Rigpa Glimpse of the Day. And I think it's associated with Sogyal Rinpoche, a a Tibetan Buddhist teacher. And this was the quote. Whatever you do, don't shut off your pain. Accept your pain and remain vulnerable. However desperate you become, Accept your pain as it is, because it is, in fact, trying to hand you a priceless gift, the chance of discovering, through spiritual practice, what lies behind sorrow. Grief, Rumi wrote, can be the garden of compassion. If you keep your heart open through everything, your pain can become your greatest ally in your life's search for love and wisdom.